Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? Ready. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NFL. The go-ahead field goal attempt with 2.40 on the clock. Good snap. The hold is down. Gay strikes it right down the middle. 27-24 with 2.36 remaining. The Rams have a field goal lead, and they'll trust their defense against Tom Brady. Brady back to throw. He spins it down the right side and intercepted. Intercepted by Fuller at the 30. His second of the game. He takes a knee, and that should do it for Monday Night Football. The rookie with two picks in Tampa Bay. The Rams beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 27-24. You always like to beat your old team. And Matt Gay, the former U kicker, did it. He was a buck for a while. Now he's not. He's a Ram. And he made the go-ahead field goal with 2.36 to go to give the Rams the win. Tampa Bay drops to 7-4. They got four losses. The Saints have two, and the Saints have the tiebreaker. So, you want to say, kiss the NFC South division goodbye? Saints have, a, it looks like, the easier schedule, too. So, Saints ought to win that. Tampa Bay, get better, keep improving, and try to be good in the playoffs because that's what really matters. Rams tie Seattle for the top spot in the NFC West. They are both 7-3. and three. The Cardinals are 6-4. and four. The Rams' defense remaining elite. There aren't uh, a long list of teams that have held opponents under 200 points this year in the NFC. As a matter of fact, there's one. It's the Rams. Fewest points allowed in the conference and in the league, only the Steelers and the Ravens compare. So, that Ram defense, keep riding it. 7-3 and three through 10 games. That was a nice win for them to pick that up. And as for Tom Brady, well, I guess you're not underthrowing those picks. It's a lack of arm strength. Silver lining. Nine picks now. Now, I think it compares like three in New England at this time last year. So, picks are up, and that's a problem. Good news for the Bucks is... Jameis Winston threw 30 last year, so picks are down. No wonder they're a better team. Turnovers is massive, and Brady's got to knock it off, as you could tell from his body language on the sideline after he overthrew that pass down the middle. But it wasn't a lack of arm strength, Tom. You got that going for you. Unless Riley comes on tomorrow and tells me it was lack of arm strength, that he's heaving it down the middle and he's not accurate because he lacks arm strength. I guess you could spin that, but... We'll discuss that with Riley when he gets here. All right, uh, so the other NFL news, not really surprising with Joe Burrow. I suspect it's it's much worse because they didn't tell us. But uh, we knew he tore the ACL. Uh, they said he tore the MCL. If you saw the two guys falling into his leg, well, they were all locked up and grappling, wrestling, holding. You knew it. You knew it was worse, but they don't say how it's worse. There's another ligament in there, the posterior cruciate ligament. If he tore that, well, there's also you could longer do rehab. The there's a tendon in there that can be torn. It's all kinds I assume of, there's torn cartilage. Well, they said there's other structural issues. So, are they? Is is it a blood supply thing? Because if you start tearing the veins open and that's spaghetti in there, meniscus that's meniscus damaged. Yeah. Well, the meniscus. I mean, I just take that as yes. There's meniscus damage. I assume there's cartilage damage in there. I am a doctor, and I play one on the radio. 
Uh, but if it messes up the blood supply, that's when they start talking about amputation. That was uh, when they were everyone was so horrified by the uh, the UCF quarterback, whose name I am now currently blanking on. Although he he's almost ready to play. It's been two years. Dylan Gabriel. Thank you. I was talking about Dylan Gabriel, Mackenzie Milton. Dylan Gabriel's the starter right now. It's Mackenzie Milton who's coming back. I'm glad you're here to sort that out for me. Uh, I hope Joe Burrow isn't gone for two years, obviously. Uh, they did not say he's out for the season, but they didn't say how I mean, that was obvious. But they didn't say, you know, when will he be ready next year? Start a season, midseason, how will that work? Uh, NFL is your new guidance Monday for operations amidst the coronavirus pandemic, most notably making it a requirement for players to wear masks on the sideline unless they have their helmet on and are preparing to enter the game. New protocols will take effect week 12 against Thursday. They are really worried about spread. Said this before, Mark Harlan told his Pac-12 football game is worth $5 million. What is an NFL game with? Especially a primetime NFL game. You're seeing these outbreaks in other sports. We're about to get to that later. And the NFL, they've had issues, but it could have been way worse. And clearly, they are just hoping they can get in six more weeks of this season. So about, it was two weeks ago, I think, that they issued new guidelines as far as facilities, training facilities, practices, and all that. Now they're ratcheting up what they're doing during games. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. There was an excitement about you know the week that had, that had, that had led up to the game and the opportunity that was in front of us and uh, you know we're competitors and I that is that is the reason why you know we have things set up the way that they're set up um, you know football coaches are not doctors and some of us might think that uh, th- that we are but uh, there's uh, you know there's a reason why uh, the, those those advisors and and uh, are able to make the decisions. It's Mike Norvell right there, the Florida State football coach. I think he's talking to me. You think you're a doctor, don't you? The ongoing dialogue. Is that what it is? Dialogue? Petty arguments? You're getting better? That's warmer? Yeah. Uh, Clemson and Florida State back and forth. Dabo Sweeney, his team had gone down there to Florida State, and he was ticked. And he said they just didn't want to take the L. His guys were ready to go. And there's Mike Norvell saying, no, no, the docs called it. What he's really saying is, shut up, Dabo. Nobody likes you. You don't know. You think you know, but you don't know. If we could really know who was tight and where the real rivalries were, the stuff that was said behind closed closed doors and on the recruiting trail, that would be so entertaining. That'd be great. Yeah, we don't get it. We just get little outbursts like this, which kind of give you a hint of uh, what it is like behind the scenes. Uh, the University of Maryland resuming practices after their COVID-19 cases subsided. The Terrapins had the last two games against Michigan State and Ohio State uh, canceled. Head coach Mike Loxley tested positive last week. He remains in self-isolation while working remotely. Get coaches and kids on Zoom calls and yell at them there. How does that work? You know, the Big Ten has that rule that you've got to play, uh, I think it's six of the eight games to be in the Big Ten title game. Does anybody think that if Ohio State is at 5-0, and they're going to keep them out of the Big Ten title game? Well, the debate's going right now with Wisconsin. I know that loss against Northwestern. Kind Take of, some of the steam out of it. But there were a lot of people talking about them. Yeah, so, but right. Nor- Northwestern is 5-0 and now, and that was an issue. I just, I just don't think it is after Northwestern wins that game. And Northwestern with Michigan State, Minnesota, and Illinois down the stretch, that's not the toughest stretch you're going to face. I don't think they're losing two of those three. Eight no Wildcats? Yeah, you would think, right? 
Uh, Illinois and Minnesota are both uh, two and three, so that's not the the toughest stretch. Uh, Michigan State's one and three, so not a tough stretch there. I mean, they, they could mess up one game and they'd still have the tiebreaker on Wisconsin if they played the same number of games and were tied. So, all right, DJ and PK. Oh wait, one other thing: college football tonight, and we'll talk about this later in the show. But tonight, the selection committee uh, debuts its rankings. Now, there's speculation that BYU and Cincinnati, you know, might need to play each other, right? They might need to pump each other's numbers up. Okay, I'm going to assume that this is all teed up behind the scenes, that Tom Holmo's not down there taking long naps. So, I'm assuming this is teed up, and what they both have to do, like great actors, is figure out what their motivation is. What is my motivation? And if somebody finds out they're seventh, they've probably already talked, yeah, the end of seventh, uh, my motivation is going to be lacking. I can be like the guy who won the lottery. <laughs> what am I doing? I'm going to the beach. I have other plans. I don't. I just won the lottery. I'm going to the beach. But if they are both, uh, <clears throat> shall we say, a little less fortunate and are like 12 and 14, you know, what's going to happen here? What's going to happen with the teams that haven't played many games? Wisconsin has played three games. USC has played three games. Are they behind these teams? Are they in front of these teams? How is the committee going to handle this? I mean, we can all sit here and guess, but we have no idea. We know what we think we would do if we were in the room, but what does the rest of the room want to do? And how is this going to play out for BYU and Cincinnati? I think we've all gotten comfortable with the fact, well, BYU's eighth, because that's what they've been. That's the neighborhood they've been in in the media polls. They've crept up a little bit the last few weeks, but kind of hit the wall there because the seven teams in front of them aren't losing much. And when they do, Columbus has not fallen far if they lose in Double overtime on the road, undefeated Notre Dame without their starting quarterback. They're not going to take that big a hit. So, but we'll have to see if the selection committee thinks the same thing. My guess is it's all teed up. And if you see a number that really disappoints you for BYU, then look immediately to see if there's a number that really would disappoint Cincinnati fans because that's why the game plays. They've got the day. They must have talked. They must have had this pretty teed up. The question is, do they really want to do it? You know, as Kalani told Tom, I don't care if we are seven. I want to play those guys. I've seen them on film. I mean, that's the thing. They've had time to tee this up. They have seen them on film. I think we'll, I think we'll win by three touchdowns. Let's go. Let's go win by 20 and impress everybody. Let's go smoke those guys. You know, with the game being Provo, with the game being Cincinnati, what would happen? I assume that's all teed up behind the scenes when we get an announcement Wednesday or Thursday, depending on what we see tonight. I don't know that, but I assume it. And Yak isn't telling me I'm a moron right now, which, by the way, a lot of people live to do. They really do. I think your points are very valid. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Did you feel like the Clippers wanted you? Um, I mean, that, that goes, uh, <laughs> goes without saying, whether, um, you know, uh, apparently not if I'm, you know, on the other side. Montrez Harrell. Direct question. Get a little Clipper LA back and forth. Clipper Laker going back and forth there in, in uh, LA. Did the Clippers want you? Apparently not if I'm on the, on the other side. So it is what it is, really. Of course, I still have great respect for those guys in that organization. But like I said, as far as they want to be back, obviously it doesn't seem that way, does it? No. They wanted Serge Ibaka. You know, the way things play out, it looked like the Clippers lost. Now what can they do? Now, in retrospect... They wanted Serge Ibaka all along. Did they not want Montrez Harrell? Or did they just want Serge Ibaka more? Did Kawhi Leonard want Serge Ibaka more because he's his guy and he won a championship with him? 
And they want to keep Kawhi Leonard happy. That's what I suspect. DeMarcus Cousins. Free agency's kind of trailing off if we're down to DeMarcus Cousins. DeMarcus Cousins, who's coming back from a torn torn quad and an ACL tear, uh, following an Achilles tendon rupture in 2018. He had the quad and the ACL in 2019. So he's going to try again. Uh, we were just peeking. I was just talking about this yesterday, about lower body injuries and big guys. Or maybe it was last week. It was because of Adoko. Of Adoko. Doke getting drafted. Uh, by the Jazz. He'd had a lot of injuries, but PK said, yeah, but at least they're hand injuries, not weight-bearing stuff, you know, hips, knees, feet. That's when you really start freaking out and think they're going to be repetitive. The hand stuff is kind of trauma. It's an accident. You get your hand caught in a jersey running in a pick or something. The assistant, yeah, he said it was caught up in a jersey. Yep. Golden State Warriors forward Kelly Oubre Jr. took a shot at the Suns. (laughs) It's like, ha-ha. I got this new team. I got Steph Curry's got my back now. I'm going to do some talking. Booker, you're a good player. but And it wasn't really about the players. It was about the ownership. He says, I can play for an owner, somebody who actually cares about the organization, and not just the perception of the organization on the media end of it. It's all about the foundation for me, man. You have a big, beautiful foundation. You can build a big, beautiful future. You know, the Millers on the team here for 35 years, so you didn't really have to live the agony with the Jazz. Now, maybe you root for another team out of town, so you did, but when you root for bad ownership, you know, there is good ownership and bad ownership. And when when I was living in Southern California, and I would complain about San Diego owners, a friend of mine, who's a Dodger and Laker fan, I always care about the owners, about the star players, it's about the... And then he got on the phone with me after about, you know, the the got into the uh, Fox era, the Rupert Murdoch era, he's like, Wow, I get what you mean about owners. Holy cow. We get some good players, but you can't overcome this. And it gives me my lecture back to me about bad ownership. You haven't lived it here with the Jazz. Maybe you've lived it with another team, but holy cow. You know, the thing is, like, if you have a bad coach or a bad GM, that fixes itself after three or four years. But if you're rooting for the Washington football team and you're stuck with a bad owner for 20 or 25 years and he's young and healthy and there's no end in sight, it's pretty frustrating. Pelicans got Steven Adams a two-year contract worth $35 million after acquiring him in a trade over the weekend. Adams was entering the final year of his deal. Uh, that's nice for New Orleans. I don't think they have enough to get into the, uh, the area the Jazz are going to be in. It definitely continues to weaken the Oklahoma City team. They went through a lot of changes. Not much was expected of it. And they had a good 2019. Now, a lot of changes. Not much expected of them. I don't think they can pull the magic off again in 2020. But I was wrong about them last year, so what do I know? I want to know what uh, Gilgis Alexander's thinking there. Well, what is he thinking? Looking around like, well, I'm the man. <laughs> are there enough other guys who are ready to ride with me? <laughs> I can be doing this by myself. How's this going to work? DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Youth men's basketball program. You probably saw this coming. Their season over against New, or- uh, New Orleans is uh, not happening. Multiple positive tests for COVID inside the program. Head coach Lloyd Kristoviak uh, went on his radio show and said he tested positive. He said eight players are positive. He said five guys live together in one place. Three guys live together in another, which brings up the issue, as teammates often do when they're rooming together, you know, is practice really the problem? You can say that practice and games aren't safe and that traveling isn't safe, and uh, those may all be strong points, but if guys are living together under one roof, uh, 
that could be a problem right there if one of them gets it, as uh, as you see with the Utes, and eight players out. Women's program also has paused team activities, and their two-season opening games against Southern Utah and UVU have been canceled as well. And I saw a report yesterday that now we're getting close to like 40 teams out of 350 nationally are pausing it. We're seeing multiple high-profile coaches saying, what are we doing? Stick, Do what football did. Learn from football. Don't play non-conference games. Don't fly all over the country for a check. And football largely didn't play non-conference games. There, there were a handful of them. Obviously, BYU did as an independent. And there were a handful of them. But most of the Power Five said no. Clemson, or uh, the ACC, played one home non-conference game. That was it. One game, and you can pay for the other team's testing to make sure they test the way you want. Uh, with basketball... You know, there are coaches saying, we've seen multiple coaches, well, we've seen Larry come out and say, what about May Madness, which makes sense to me. But I'm the one who's been saying, push the college football playoffs back for three weeks and get more games in. Even in the SEC, play an 11th or 12th game. And obviously for the the leagues that are playing uh, seven or eight games, uh, get more games in. But it's not happening. But in basketball, the NCAA is actually in charge. There's actually one person that had to make a unified decision at the top Come on, NCAA, give them more weeks to play out their games because there are going to be games that aren't played. And it seems pretty logical that the non-conference schedules ought to boil down to drivable games. And I realize that is much easier if you're in California or Texas. And I suppose when you're in the Northeast and the Upper Midwest, there's a bunch of schools you know, right around you. You know, In the Eastern Time Zone, there's just so many more people, there's more schools. But... Getting on a commercial airplane, I saw multiple coaches mention that. You know, flying commercial, and it's not just the flight. It's in and out of the airports and all that. Whereas if you get on a team bus at the school and drive your 60 minutes to a game, play it and drive back, there's a lot less exposure, a lot less risk. We saw BYU. Their exposure was on their trip to Navy and back from Navy. Yeah. And, and who do you cross paths with when you travel? And I think football's safer than basketball because you're in a charter plane. So that's one Typically, thing. Yes. But you're still going through an airport terminal. Now you're probably not sitting waiting in it for no, an hour after you clear security. Right on the exactly. So I think that, uh, yes. And I've wondered, you know, because I, I guess you can be spreading it a couple of days or four days before you test positive. So maybe they had a guy in that situation on the trip. Um, yeah. But college basketball will do what it will do, and logic may or may not reign supreme. But we're seeing high-profile coaches come out. You assume they're talking to universities. And season starts tomorrow. Well, portions of the season start tomorrow. We've seen so many games, so many games canceled already. BYU and Utah State are planning on starting tomorrow. Yes, BYU's got New Orleans was coming for two games, and now they're coming for one, unless mm-hmm. they can pick up another game while they're here. Saw people tweeting about, pick up UVU! Does UVU want to do that? UVU plays tomorrow at Stanford, actually. All right, there you go. That is What is Trending, brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener in Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, the Utah Jazz. The NBA odds are out. Where does the league stand right now? PK and I will get to that next. Dylan Cauley, former BYU wide receiver at 805. Kyle Whittingham is holding his media availability today. We will hear from him about 830. Stay with us, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.